0: Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the Service Marketing Podcast, SAI. It is Monday, October seventeenth, and we are uh, heading into a pretty busy week ourselves. Had a nice weekend. Uh, things were good, no complaints. Um, hopefully, you did well and had had uh, had a good weekend, man. Hope you had some good food, spent time with family. Um, yeah, I am not complaining what whatsoever. It was a, was a good week. Um, and a good weekend we spent. Uh, we had to hook up. We had basically had to catch up on some work, man. We we've been getting a little behind, truth be told. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough because you know you're trying to you're trying to get things done during the week. and You don't want to rush, but but our business itself, it's it's a little tricky. It really is. We uh, we definitely have some times where we get behind the eight ball. We're trying to catch up, and the catch up is going to be is going to be you know, the weekend, unfortunately. So, so I don't know. It's been, it's been a little bit tricky, but, uh, nonetheless, like I said, no complaints. We, uh, we're, we're definitely, we're, we're getting it done. But, but like I said, unfortunately, it's been leaning on the weekends, which family and friends don't, don't dig that. But eh, what do you do? You got to take care of your business. If you don't, if you don't take care of your business, it won't take care of you. So anyway, Right, where's my notes but trying to find my notes here. Here we go. Oh. found them. All right, so uh, last week actually for the last month we've had students from Florida uh, Mike and James, great guys. you know you're prototypical Florida guys um, but I mean that in a n- n- non-disrespectful way, I came to really like these guys. I had my my reservations I guess because being a West Coast guy, East Coast Floridians, I mean, even Florida knows that, you know, Florida, man, it's kind of a meme now, um, you know, whether it be a mullet or, you know, alligator skin, this or that. But uh, you guys were cool cats, man. I really, I really had a good time training them. They worked hard. Um, they were in every Saturday through the month. And I think Mike was there every Sunday. So as well, at least for a few hours, you know, so they they put the, the time in. I don't know if their boss paid him overtime, but. He should have, because uh, Jared was the boss's name. But uh, nonetheless, really, uh, I was happy with the kind of effort they put in. And if, if they get the time to practice and nurture their, their base level skills, they're going to do good. And then we had uh, Darren come in, uh, former body shop owner, um, highly knowledgeable. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say maybe 45. Uh, currently lives in Lake Havasu. Loves it. I mean, loves it. Uh And then originally from Beverly Hills, but uh, yeah, interesting cat, Um, high energy, uh, very, very good skills out of the, out of the gate, man. This guy could see his tip, Um, a little bit of some health issues, Uh, his eye, he would get headaches from focusing too much with his eyes and all these guys could have used a little more time in the gym, you know, PDR is physical and I'm not saying somebody in their 40s or 50s beyond can't learn it. They can, but you just have to be athletic, you know. So he came in for one week, did really good. I'm hoping he'll come back out for another week because he really needs it. But he's basically retired, just bored, trying to uh, figure out a new activity to get out of the house and throw a couple extra ducats into the bank account at the same time. So so anyway, so yeah, it was good. So so he wrapped up the four weeks with the with the Floridians are done. I think we got a new student coming in tomorrow. Matter of fact, I think we got, we got a local kid. Um, so anyway, we'll see how that happens. If that happens. But, uh, I say that because sometimes people, people flake sometimes, you know, you just never really know, we haven't, uh, haven't, haven't touched base to see if these guys are actually even coming in. So we'll find out. I'm pretty sure they will, but, but, uh, like I said, some people, you just, I don't know, man, never know. Um, Okay, so I have a question for you. You ready? Listen up. Lend me your ears, please. Could you improve your customer offer? So whatever you're offering your customer, whatever your business is, uh, if you're a cafeteria, you're a home remodel, you're a plumber, you're, you're a dent guy like the rest of us, um, how could you improve the offer for your customer to make it more attractive? And we've talked about this before. Um, and I'm going to kind of glance over just a little bit and then, then throw some side side jabs so here we go aside from price yeah and i could drop my price okay great but that's we're trying to all make more money right be more profitable have a more valuable business that we can hopefully sell in the future a nice asset right um so you want to make your business or your offer more profitable and more attractive and basically you want the customer to be able to it's so it's so compelling that they, that they can't say no you know it's like man i I, I didn't want to, you know, buy that that apple pie, but I got a free Ferrari with it. <laughs> I had to say yes. You know what I'm saying? it. I mean, that, that's outlandish, but okay, let's say you buy one pie, you get three. It's like, man, you know, I, I didn't even want pie, but three pies for one? It's like, geez, all right, well, you know, I know my wife likes it or the kids I or, you know, Thanksgiving's in two days. Yeah, three for one, I'm, I'm down. That's a good deal. Or you buy a pie and get 100% rebate, I don't know, just, you know what I'm saying, make something so compelling, there has to be a reason, it's not just stupid, you have to have actually some some nuts, some guts behind it, you know, some nuts and bolts for a reason to do that. Maybe you're trying to get a customer on a reciprocal uh, pie subscription or something, I don't know, but you know, but you could see how that that kind of offer would, would work for somebody depending upon the, the business model that they're in, so... And I'll throw some examples at you that are, that are a little more relevant than, than three-for-one pies. All right, so let's say you're a buy shop and you offered free rentals, okay? Because the reason you started offering free rentals is because people kept saying, you know what, I, rentals are too expensive and I don't have rental coverage. So there's a friction point, right? You're always trying to find out, hey, you know what, I had a bunch of people come in and you know, out of the 10, six people came in. So I'm at a 60% close rate, but why didn't the other four come in? So you follow up and you find out, and you found out out of those four, two of them didn't come in because they because of rental car issues. So you're like, you know what? All I need is some rental cars, and and it makes sense because my average customer is spending X amount of dollars, and if and I'll over a year, I'll own those rental cars and I'll have those customers. So, okay, so there there's one way of figuring out how to improve your customer offer. Hey, you know what? I don't know if you knew, but we have free rental. Okay, and we do that in the hail business when we have a, a hail. A uh, site like a, a port uh, like a pop-up you know hail repair site in any town USA, it, it's always a good business to have at least four, five, six, eight, ten, you know, rentals. And we'll either go rent them from the rental company and just keep them constantly circulating through, or we'll bring cars we we own. You know, bring four or five cars on on a car hauler and set them out there. And they serve a couple reasons, but number two, it's it's basically just to get more retention, get more clients, because we always knew that was a problem. Hey, I'd like to get my hail fixed, but I got no I got no third car, and I don't know how I'm going to get to work. Well, we do, and we want your $8,000 worth of business. So here's your rental car. Enjoy it. And we talked about offers. So here's another, I'm going to prompt you guys with a little a thought, right? Here's a little brain tickle. What's the kind of offer you could offer your customers, whether it's, like I said, whatever your, your service niche is? that is so damn good that that you know that you're going to feel bad offering it you're just scared the heck was what they're going to say but you're just like man I, I can't offer that that's just too much and maybe not because it wouldn't be profitable but you're just scared you're just really scared you'd be shaking like a little a little tarantula in its cave you know like i don't know man i'm, I'm scared i can't offer that but what if you could because this is where, where thinking gets powerful. When you really start to think outside the ball, outside the box, outside the, the dome, whatever. Just creative thinking. And you could spitball. You could you could break out your little napkin there with with the uh, little billys, you know, Crayola, and start sketching down some really good ideas, you know. And no, some of them are gonna be stupid, but don't put yourself, don't box yourself in. That's the whole idea of, of a free thinking exercise. Yeah, I could offer a free car with every bathroom remodel. Okay. No, you're not going to do that, but that's, that's a start, right? You see what I'm saying? And then eventually you might come up with something that, you know what? Yeah, we got, a, we got kind of a gimmick, so to speak, but it works. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll develop this out. I'll flesh this out a little bit. Um, okay. Cause basically what, what are we trying to do before I flesh this out? We're trying to get rid of friction points. Okay. We're trying to find out what we can do that That will enchant and delight our customers so much that, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Here's an example, like a two hundred percent money back guarantee. Yeah, you're gonna probably have a few people that are gonna, they're like, oh man, I'm gonna double my money on this this sucker. And you could have some caveats. And all of a sudden, if, if a bunch of people start doing it, either your business model sucks, or yeah, get rid of that promo, right? Not even promo, just get rid of that policy. How about a lifetime warranty? are you crazy, Brian? A lifetime? You know how long a lifetime? Yeah, I do know how long. By the letter of the law, at least in California, it's eight years. And I know most of us will hopefully live longer than eight years, but that's what lifetime technically means. And I'm not an attorney, so check your local laws and rules. And I talked about two for one or even three for one, but let's move on. Let's flesh this out. So let's say you did bathroom remodels. Okay. you Put in new toilets and vanities and tile and <clears throat> tub enclosures, and you research and you found out the most common reasons people did not move forward with your business was number one they couldn't afford it, money. So that's a friction point. So what do you do? You find a way for them to get money. Oh, you know what? We got a, a zero interest loan for twelve months. Blah blah blah. It's put out by Bank of America or something. Blah blah blah. Easy qualified. Da da da. You know what I'm saying? If that's one of their main things, is money make sure they get the money. Okay. Number two, let's say they're like, you know, honestly, we do, I just don't trust contractors. I've had some bad experiences and I could put a deposit down. This guy split on me and you found out there's a percentage of people who just don't trust you in general, like you contractors, you and the service. Well, guess what? Show them reviews, show them, ref- you know, people that refer people and and let them get to know you. So they trust you. And the money back guarantee and all that kind of stuff might help too. But if there's good reviews and they're legit, or somebody that they know has used you, no brainer, no brainer. Okay, speed. What if they say, "Man, you know what? I'd like to get it done, but I can't wait." Your, your reception said it takes three to four months. Okay, speed. Find a way to get it done faster. Okay, these are just constraints. You've been, the beauty of it is that you've identified them, you know. And the last one, you know, I wanted to use you, but you were too far booked out. I wanted to get this done in two weeks, and you didn't have any availability for six weeks. Well, that's a that's a supply and demand problem. You need you need more bodies, or you got to raise your prices because you have so much business that you can't even get to those people. And then you'll do less people, but you'll make more money. All right. Attack those problem areas above and beyond, and immediately start getting more customers. That's what it is, okay? And then up for our PDR guys, I'll, I'll I'll give you examples for PDR, right? All right, so here we are. Let me scroll down my notes here. I like to stay organized, guys. Um, so what if you're a painless nail repair service and you found your friction points were as follows. Num- some, number one, some customers could not afford you or shopped to the bottom and found the cheapest person. Okay, and that, this is common in our industry. And the and, and reason is because is most people don't understand what we do. So they, th- they think, hey, you know what, I'm going to go buy a fast food cheeseburger they're pretty much all the same, so I'm just going to find the cheapest, cheapest cheeseburger. Okay, so that's an education issue. You have to educate your clients. Now, if they can't afford you, you can't educate them into affording you. So you you your customer avatar is probably wrong. The people who you're marketing, if they're driving around 2001 Kias, that's probably not your customer. And you can't serve all verticals. You can't serve all customer avatars. Yeah, I want to do everybody. I want to get capture the whole entire market. No, you don't. Because you're going to have problems, you're going to get people that cheat. We're going to get complainers. You ain't going to be happy. Okay. All right. Number two, some customers didn't understand the process. That's what you found out when you when you went back and surveyed, and some people didn't didn't go through with you. Well, guess what? You need to be more clear. You need to have a process and a systematic deal that will show people what you do and, and how you do it. If if you have an educational system, a framework or flowchart that people go through a funnel, if you will, then they're going to understand what you do and you'll get rid of that problem. That's just, once again, education, okay? All right, number three, some customers didn't trust the process. I get that all the time. I had a lady today, uh, actually yesterday, picked up her car and says, you know, I'm so glad that that you were able to convince me because my husband said this could not be fixed. She went against what her husband, I mean, that's strong. Your, Your spouse is telling you this can't be done. He said the door needed to be, on the vehicle, needed to be thrown away. And in a lot of ways, he was right. So she had to give us a little bit of her her trust to to go through the, the process. Even when her spouse is saying, no way, no way. So they have like a little challenge for the two of them. Okay, well, let's see if he can do it. He says he can do it. Most people would have just said, fuck it. No way. If my husband says it can't be done, I believe it. And, and you don't want to fight with your husband over getting your car repaired. Just let's go somewhere where they're going to do what he says needs to be done. They're going to replace the door or whatever. Let's go to a big body shop. But I guarantee it was probably a, a money-driven issue. Hey, he guarantees it. This is half the price of a body shop. What we got to lose? Right. Okay, there's a lot of lessons right there. Uh, and then lastly, uh, no, that was the last one. Okay, so basically, what what does this all mean again? Let's recap, Brian. You got it. Attack those constraints and chokeholds and win more business. Okay, but you have to know what they are. If you, do, if you don't know, if you don't survey your customers and find out what they really want, and what they don't want, and what they're scared of, and the reason they say no—how are you going to get better? So you got to survey the customers. You got to talk to them. You got to and hope. And some are going to bullshit you. Some aren't going to tell you the truth. Some went to your competitor. They're not going to say, "So, oh, I never got it done." Well, they actually did. There's someone to tell you. you. don't want to hurt your feelings. Okay. All right. So, last thing, guys. I'm going to go over the the top. I think it's seven or eight most common problems with small businesses. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Okay. You ready? Cause it, it, this just freaking plays. It really does. And, and we continue to go through these problems and we tr- continue to try to get better. Number one, finding customers. Yeah. Marketing. Where do you go? And who do you, who do you market to? Like I said, you don't want that 2000. If you're a PDR guy, let, let's say you're somebody you're, you're looking for people to do home remodels. Well, you're not going to go up to people who are renting. That'd be stupid. Or people who have you know low income property or whatever, they're probably not going to be able to afford, nor are they going to care. You're going to want to go where the money is, where people are going to renovate. People that are already that have portfolios of rentals or Airbnbs, or there's so many ways to market. Think about it, guys. You could, oh man, all I do is Airbnb people, and they love me. Or all I do is coastal. I basically just farm the coastal, you know, by the ocean or whatever. Or I'm in the desert, and I, I just I work Scottsdale because people over there have a lot of money. Okay, great. That's smart. All businesses do not have to target people who have a lot of money, but you, you definitely want to have customers who have the money. If they can't afford your service, what are you doing? Really, what are you doing? Okay, so number one, that was finding customers. So basically, how do you get better at that? You get better at that by learning how to do how, how to be a better marketer, and that's courses or cohorts or get a mentor. Okay. Number two, increasing brand awareness. That pretty much goes back to marketing. Okay. Brand is, and brand is kind of a, a, I don't know, a secondary tier need. It's not really a primary. Primary is, is getting the customers to find out who the hell you are. Okay. The right customers. And then and then pushing them through your funnel and closing them. Brand, eh, that's after you've, you've already established some business. Then you can go to, go to the next level branding. Uh, building an email list. Basically that's just software. Okay. Building it, take a course or a workshop. You know, you can learn, learn that pretty damn easy. That's pretty simple. But a lot of people were saying that were surveyed who have businesses said they want to build an email list, which is fine. There's a lot of value in it, but it's not that hard to do. All right. Uh, number one, two, three, four, lead generation. That's basically the same thing as finding customers, isn't it? That goes back to marketing. You can outsource that, by the way. There's people just about in every vertical will get you leads. Are they going to be as good at, at getting leads as what you're going to do? Maybe. Maybe they'll be better. Maybe they'll suck because they're going to charge you probably per lead. PPO pay per lead. And a lot of times it's expensive, depending upon how much data points and how how often these things are going to close, whatever, right? But maybe for you, it makes sense. Hey, Brian, I do $50,000 and up bathroom remodels and I'm paying $50 a lead and I close one out of 10. Okay, so 10 times 50, 500 bucks. You're closing one out of 10, wow. All right, $50,000 of the business for 500 bucks. I'm, I do that all day long. The math makes sense there, doesn't it? All right, uh, the next one was delighting customers. Yeah, I'm so into this right now, and I'll tell you right now, it is not easy. And this is experience. You need to be at the front line. You need to see all the touch points and break it down granular, like freaking grains of rice or sand or any other small particulate you could think of, dust mites, whatever, Get in and see what the customer is feeling and start to survey and start to figure out things you could do to delight them and enchant them, okay? And you do that, and I'm telling you right now, you will get more referrals and reviews. Like I said, the lady that, that didn't trust what I was going to do, her and her husband were delighted and enchanted because they didn't expect it. They're like, this is no way this is going to get done. Oh, yes, it is. there There is. So anyway, all right, so there's that. Um, all right, so... Next one, hiring talent, talented people. Recruiting is a bitch right now during the, the post-pandemic. It is tough. I say, and I'm not a recruiter, um, you, you can try all the different normal methods, but I say going offline and networking is going to probably yield your best results. It really is. You have to start asking and talking to a lot of different people. Uh, and the more specialized the position is, the harder it's going to be to find somebody. The more uh, you know, entry level, the, the easier it's going to be. Um, all right, what else? Managing workflow. That's basically just management. Okay. Managing workflow is just managing. You know, yeah, there's software and systems and processes, but once again, you can get a mentor or get some software and probably build a, depending upon the level of the business that you're operating at. And then lastly, financial planning. Um, if they're talking about like outside of the business for their personal, I don't know, they weren't really uh, specific about this. Then yeah, just hire a financial planner for God's sakes. Otherwise, if you're talking about financial planning within the business, then you need to have probably a mentor or a business coach. You know, because at that point, you know, there's a lot of things you can do to do it right or do it wrong. But but either way, it's it's there's a lot to that. And it's it is important. You know, if you're spending, you know, your your numbers are out of whack, you know, your labor and and your overhead expenses and your margin goes down, you're about 3% or 5% or something stupid when the industry margin for that business is 40 or something. Yeah, your financial planning, if that's what you call it. You know, I just call it running a business in your accounting, but but uh, you need to tweak it, obviously. So anyway, all right, that's it, guys. Have a great Monday. I got a hop. We got a student, I believe, is coming in. I'm, I'm excited. Local product here, I believe, from Laguna Beach. So it should be cool to uh, meet him. We've got some crazy repairs going on for ourselves, so check out our Instagram if you get a uh, second, Dentco PDR on the gram. We'll probably also put some content up on uh, YouTube. It's been tough with with, uh, with all the students we've had the past month, so you haven't seen us post up too much stuff, but we'll, we'll play a little catch up here now. So I appreciate it, man. We'll catch you on the next SAI Service Marketing Podcast. Be well, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye for now.